So, I'm told that Richard Callender has said that the Melbourne Cup is dead. A thing of the past. I can't afford to read the carefully considered and erudite opinions of Racenet. I understand. Sort of opinions, they don't come cheap, right? But I can only assume that the premise of his piece was that, in fact, the Coongee has taken over as Australia's top midweeker. On that one, I find it pretty hard to disagree. Thoughts? Was there even a need to write the article? <laughs> I thought it was well known and established. Yeah. The Coongee is king. It is the king. And as you expect, being king, the Coongee has a fantastic record looking at the big spring features. So since 2000, one runner has gone on from the Coongee to the Cox Plate. This is at their next start. The message ran sixth in the Coongee and then seventh in the Cox Plate. Now, if that's not a like for like, I don't know what is. <laughs> straight in. What a stat to go straight into. Coongee into the Caulfield Cup. So this is at their very next start, so they don't run again. Yep. Two runners. Wolf in 2019 and Juwais in 2021. Both started 20s and ran worse than 10th, but that's, we can gloss over that. <laughs> and then, surprisingly, there has been one runner go directly to the Melbourne Cup off the Coongee. And Onajun ran 6th in the Cup off the Coongee in 2007. Spring pointers. <laughs> See, to me, it's not about where to the Coongee. That's why it's not the road to the Coongee, it's the Coongee cul-de-sac. It is the destination. I mean, look, you look at the names. Stratum Star, the great Borghurst, contributor, an absolute champion of the sit and sprint. Forteller, multiple group ones. Duace, multiple group ones. Nonconformist, good horse. Best of days, turned around and won the Cantala, which is now the champion's mile. So I, essentially we could, we could label him the champion miler of his generation at that point, having won the champion's mile. And he had to settle for a share of the Coongee. Such is the strength of the race. Shocking. Harlem, two Australian Cups, Tom Melbourne, Purple. Listen to these names. It's one hell of a race. I've got some fun facts for you. We're only doing this for fun facts, so go. I'm looking at the Coongee in terms of class of. So subsequently, what has each class gone on to do? Yep. 2020, 57 starters, five wins. The market only expected 3.5. So the Coongee is the place to go to get your edge. In 2020, yes. Other years, not so much. We're editing that out. Keep going. <laughs> Can you tell me, the last 20 years, which Coongee class has had the most subsequent wins of an individual runner? A single individual runner. Because I was going to say, I mean, it feels to me like the great Borghurst of 2009, his second, when he beat Shocking. That was, I mean, there have been some deep Coongees. That, that ran deep. Borghurst is... Absolutely and objectively, the Coongee's greatest. Well, you're on the right year. So it is Borghurst's 2009 Coongee, but we're talking about an individual runner. Who's had the most wins in the last 20 years after running in the Coongee? You'll have to tell me. It's, it's sad. I'm disappointed. That someone as uh, well-versed on Coongee history as myself can't quite pluck that. But So Joe Blow... <laughs> Right there, wasn't it? Yeah, tip of my tongue. 12 wins since running in the 2009 Coongee. And I, I'll tell you, I know something about one of those wins. And he holds a very special place in Australian racing history. 
as the, and it's only just dawned on me now that he would be, and he is the only Coonji runner ever to win the Batuta Cup. That is something. <laughs> there you go. What a horse. Now you've you got to have the best and you've got to have the worst. The worst class for Coonjies. I can have a look at my ratings of Coonjies. Who's my worst winner? Mr. Lofty in 2002. Ooh. 2002 wasn't too bad. It wasn't great. But 2013, 249 subsequent runners, 10 winners. The market expected 21. Really underperformed that Coonjie. Well, I must say, Spurtonic gave them an absolute bath that year. If you were behind Spurtonic that day, you got put in your place. I think punters should have been more aware of that. King of the class there, extra zero. Three subsequent wins, a few over the jumps. And an absolute legend of the Coonjie too, extra zero. What a chat. And at Spring Cousin, the Easter Cup, for which, starting from Thursday, I'll start to get the fever for. But we better move on to trying to find the winner of this year's, right? We do. Are we doing that? We are. And I feel the only way you can do this race justice is a runner-by-runner analysis. It's certainly a good way to get people to click off. (laughs) (laughs) Talk me through, top to bottom, we'll start with Yonkers. Well, Yonkers is clearly a long-term Coonji plan. I've had a look at this and I've, I've seen straight through Waller, who is famously meticulous, Chris Waller, micromanager. Yep. He plans these things out and he's planned this out for a long time. So he brought Yonkers to Coonji Day two years ago. Just to give him a look. Gave him a look. Because you know when they talk about Cox Plate Day at the Valley, you're best to have a... The crowd, the buzz, your best to get there and have a feel for it. You know, all those footy guys will tell you, you know, you want to have played in a grand final before you can win one. Doesn't matter what the evidence says. <laughs> so he comes here two years ago and has a cider and wins the mile and a half handicap on Coonji Day. Big thrill. Yep. And pretty much, I assume, from that very point on, Yonkers has been geared around this. And again, Waller, meticulous as ever. Brings him straight through the hill stakes, which produced you ace last year. He knows. Absolute pointer, isn't it? Big pointer. I think he's a chance. Would you agree? Disagree? Have to be a chance. Has to be one of the better chances, I would have thought. Back onto a firmer surface. What are we doing? Are we putting him in A, B and C buckets? He's an A chance. He's an A chance, all right. Buckhurst, any opinion there? I'm thinking C chance. Thoughts? I'd have to agree. I was pretty much relying on you doing all the form, and I haven't actually done any. Oh, okay, well then I'll say <laughs> I think he's a C chance, but he did start 8-1 to one in an Irish champion stakes in another life. But his um, two runs in the last 700 days have not screamed Coonji winner to me. I suppose that's apple and oranges though, isn't it? The Coonji is so much better than that. Then the, Well, we can only go on what the Irish punters tell us, and if they're telling us he's an 8-1 to one chance in an Irish champion, we will... <laughs> Australian punters won't be treating him with so much respect tomorrow. I wouldn't have thought Buckhurst, but deep down in there, he has a there's a latent Coonji profile in there. Let me tell you, as P- there is with the next one, Pondus. Pondus, Johnny Allen, Michelle Payne, famous for winning midweek handicaps, goes for another. Could she? I mean, what a set! What a set! Although, as Richard told us, the Melbourne Cup is dead. So, I mean, more incentive for Michelle, right? Correct. The Melbourne Cup's gone. No one cares about the Melbourne Cup anymore. So she's got to, she wants to stay in the limelight. Only one way to do that, Coonji. So she goes and buys Pondus because Pondus has the big second up 2,000 metre win in the book. She spotted it. And here he is, second up off a slowly run, fresh run, unsighted. 
He just elevated off that to absolutely thrash useful horses second up 2,000 last prep. And that is about the only thing he can cling on to here, I would have thought. B chance. B chance? Yeah, I reckon he... Of Fringe the, B? I reckon of the ones away from the very top of the market, he's the... Um, he's sitting there, he's got that one knockout punch. And, and as we said, there's, there's all sorts of reasons to think that Michelle wants to bring it out here. Milford with the mighty smoke and Roman form? <sighs> Huge form. And there's a real historical pointer here in that he's an Easter Cup winner, which Show Barry was, as you would remember, back in 2006. Of course. Now, Show Barry went to the Turnbull and he got caught up in a slowly run Turnbull, which was won by a Provincial Cup winner, Sven Fighter, who started favourite in the Caulfield Cup after running 117 winning the Turnbull. This is amazing. And he got completely dusted because that was a silly price off winning a slowly run Turnbull, just like Smoking Romans. Uh, and unfortunately, Show Barry finished midfield in the Coonji, and I think that's where Milford will finish as well. And, and now we move on to Johnny Get Angry. Who looks to be building nicely. No, he doesn't. We move on <laughs> to Glint of Hope. <laughs> For my favourite stable. Who has been, I'm going to say, building mm. in two runs back. Well, I, does this not fit your the right spot for you and this stable. She's not off the peak. No. If anything, I think she might have slightly underwhelmed punters in two runs this prep. I agree with you. I think she's been okay. Yep. She'll slide into the A chance category, I think. Has to. Has to. But she hasn't been – she's not off a peak, and that's where you like to find this yard. And hopefully a big drifter. That's the final tick with this stable. You really want that. Who's riding? D Moore. Oh, don't hate that. Don't hate that. Inside draw. Pinch, pinch, pinch. Media reward. Uh, she's a worse version of Glint of Hope. Moving on. Yep. <laughs> Aurora Symphony. Now, the whole story with Aurora, Aurora Symphony is going to win a race this prep. It won't be anything quite as illustrious as the Coonji, I wouldn't have thought. But he does have the honour of being Simon Wilde's first Coonji runner in his own name. And, of course, he was a partner in Borghurst's 2009 win. One of the great Coonji wins by the greatest Coonji winner. Twice, Borghurst won the Coonji. Once for Bill and once for Bill with Simon. So he's first runner. He'll run well Aurora Symphony. He won't win, but there's something out there for him. He's going, as I said, to me, this is all about the destination, not the journey, but Aurora Symphony is one for somewhere else. Black Book, free, racing and sports, Black Book. Cha-ching. Now, we mentioned yesterday on the podcast, Dark Destroyer, one of the high-traded males in New Zealand, paternal... Finished close up to Dark Destroyer in the rough habit at big odds and then came out and franked that form in the derby behind Pinarillo. Two runs back, first up, never got sighted over 1,400. I thought he was better at the mile in an on-pace dominated race by Hozier. Craig Williams, middle draw, Waller, target race. Is he a chance? I thought so because of all those things. And then I looked up on your new machine, Waller's third up record, and I played around with it in all different spots. And it's nowhere near what we all think it is and that really Waller is better fourth, fifth, sixth up. Mm. Not ready yet. Not ready. Two soft trials in Sydney and a third soft trial here. The Queensland Derby has a strong connection to this race, but often they very much fit the paternal mould in that about five of them have run second in the Queensland Derby, turned up here, been beaten and won something later on. So not yet. Is paternal just history repeating? One run away. Might be one run away. History says... One of your pin-up horses from back in the day thought of that. He won a Caulfield Classic in some of the finest style you'll ever see. Blew the clock to pieces and then never did it again. 
But he's okay, and this is the right race for him, and he'll roll forward, and that gives him some sort of chance. Ethan Brown rolling forward. It's been a feature of the spring so far. B chance. B chance. So where's paternal fit? He's not an A chance. He's a soft B. Soft B. Well, you know what he is. He's a straight-up fringe A, but he's hard in the market, and I'm going to take him on. So becomes soft B. I don't want to alarm you, but we're, we're getting down to the pointy end, as in the bottom of the race. We've only had one A chance. Who was that? The mighty oh, Yonkers. <laughs> I'm overexcited. <laughs> Pre to turn. I would have thought that he's some sort of chance here, but I don't want to make any major case for him. I'll tell you this. Do you know how many horses have started in the Coonji this century with an X in their name? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to run that up before, but I didn't have time. You're not doing the form thoroughly enough. It's five. They've only managed one place between them. Average finish position, seventh. Oh, doesn't read well. I think you're better the average. To do's dart. Do you know how many horses have started with a Z in their name? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. It's 14, and their average finish position is eighth, and I think to do's dart will struggle to keep that average up. Yep. So surely. This is an A chance, isn't it? Well, I mean, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be B's and C's. There's got to be an A chance, and my quick glance at the ratings tells me that he is an A chance. Is it the barrier draw? Is what the barrier draw? Are we concerned about the barrier draw? I'm asking. Is that there is only a very minor negative effect to, our, to wide draws over the Caulfield. I knew you would look this up. Yeah, no, I have. That's The barrier here for everyone is largely irrelevant. What matters is where in the run you get to, obviously. And I think Gunstock with Jamie Carr up can be prominent. I thought he was terrific. He was very unlucky given what we've seen in Melbourne of late to cop a strongly run race first up. And that might have brought him a little bit unstuck, but I thought he was terrific. He was actually strongest late despite being off 323 days. He won at the he won the Classic, a little bit like thought of that. He won the Classic at this meeting last year. And clearly, I mean, he's only had one run since, set for this. He had the Derby run, pulled up lame issues, forget about it. Yep. Set for this. So they've left 12 months of racing on the table for this. Shrewd yard, shrewd Caulfield yard. They've won everything at Caulfield, but you know what they haven't won? Haven't won the Coonji. Haven't won the Coonji. Best finish was Slavonic, who was a Group 1 winner in Perth for Mick Price. Ran fourth in the 2000 Coonji, but other than that, it's been slim pickings. They've only had four runners here. They haven't had a lot of ammo for the Coonji. They've got one here, haven't they? Have to. And when they, uh, when they get the right horses, they hit the mark. Looking at their might and power record, because, of course, I saw this Coonji record. They've only ever had one runner in the Caulfield Cup. Is that amazing to you? Yeah. Hmm. So I'm thinking, geez, is, is Mick Price in you know, a 2,000? Is that a concern? Is there a niggle about Mick Price in 2,000 metres? He's might and power record. He's had five runners for four seconds and a fifth. Not bad. Very, very short. Heart shrewd. of Dreams in there? He was. Thunderstruck was in there from Saturday. Yep. And, of course, Pompey Ruler, who then turned around and won the Australian Cup the one year that it was run at Caulfield over 2,000 metres. So there's no Caulfield 2,000 metre issues here. It's a matter of time until they hit the board in the Coonji. And it could be tomorrow. Well, Shrewd Yard set him right up. There's a lot to like. I said the time figure, and well, you're saying it, the ratings are strong, right? The time figure from last start is because it was a strongly run race. And there he is getting a little weight tug down the bottom. They've beaten the handicapper by sitting off for 12 months. Shrewd played the handicapper off a break. So that's that then. Gunstock A+, Yonkers, soft A, stack of Bs, couple of Cs for later on. Another vintage Coonji goes in the books. You've been building your book for months. Mm, and what I mean, is your best way in this? 
well, everything's settled now. I don't like to talk numbers, but everything's settled now. The book is settled. We can just lean back into, you know, Calcutta's tonight. Coonji Marathon's on the telly tonight, so I'll stay up late watching the Coonji Marathons. Wake up in the morning, go for my standard big run. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll plan the office party. Office picnics and such around the nation. Coonji day. Big what, day. Big day. Can't wait. Can you wait? You have no choice. <laughs>